Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. It's a well-known part of the Christmas story. It's about, it's an account in the Bible of shepherds watching their flock by night. So they're in Bethlehem watching their flock by night. You know, they're on night shift counting sheep. How hard is that job? Trying to stay awake on night shift counting sheep. One, two, three. You might fall asleep. But here's how it goes. It says in Luke 2, it says this. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and terrified them. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find him wrapped in, uh, wrapped snug, uh, snugly in uh, strips of clothes, lying in a manger. Uh, the angels again, they said, I bring you good news, uh, gr- bring you great joy to all people. Now, maybe you've heard this before. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard that account. Um, but the angel, they say something interesting I think is worth noting. He's, the angel says something. He says, I bring you good news to all people. Now, all people includes you and I. I bring you good news for all people. Um, and that will bring you great joy. Have you ever wondered, why is this good news? How is this good news for an angel who came over 2,000 years ago still applicable to me and my life in 2019, okay? They didn't even have an iPhone, Josiah. How are they applicable to me, right? They're just counting sheep. How is it? I think the answer can be explained by something that you might have in your living room right now. I think it can be explained by something that you have in your living room right now, and that is a Christmas tree. Let me explain. Have you ever gone and cut down a Christmas tree before? Like gone to the woods? Yeah, I hadn't either until like two years ago. And so what you do is you buy a permit. There are designated areas where you can go and you go that. So that's what we did. We bought a permit and we head out to the mountains to find the perfect. I'm not going out there for no little Charlie Brown. No, I'm going for a big, good tree. So I go out determined, set. I am going to find a Christmas tree. So we drive out to the mountains. Uh, Natalie, my wife, is with me, and we go to this spot. At first, the trees, they, they're, we, we get to the woods. They're like 20 feet tall. I'm like, uh, babe, can we cut a hole in the roof? We'll take this home with us. Let's go. She says no. Um, I don't know why, but it is. And so we decide, okay, actually, I decide. She's pregnant. She's very pregnant. And I decide we're going to go deeper into the woods. We're going to go into the woods. So we start tramping through the snow, going through the snow. It's really high. I'm dragging my pregnant wife with me. We are going to find the best tree. I'm not going. I skipped the lots to sign the best tree. So we're looking. No, that one's too small. This one's too tall. We keep looking. And I am on the hunt. And I don't see it, but I see some dense brush, like really dense. You have to like shoulders like break through and I'm like, okay, maybe I just have to like break through here. There's always something better on like perseverance. So I'm just going to go through. So I go through the bushes, get smacked in the face. You know, I think I have still a scar from that day. And we get to the other side and 
nothing. There are barely any good, there are no good trees. And so we decide to, I think my wife decides that we should circle back around. Now, I don't know if it was out of exhaustion or desperation or because she saw I was crying, but there was the perfect Christmas tree. It was, okay, it wasn't. It was a very, it made Charlie Brown's Christmas tree look good. It was a bare one, but I said, oh, my prize. And so I went down, I got the saw and it was so small. I probably could have just broke it, but I saw it. One, two, probably only two. And I brought my prize home with me and I had it over my shoulder, my prize. I drove back to the urban jungle with what I harvested from the forest. Here it was. I put it in the stand and I decorated it. We put beautiful uh, uh, lights on it, decorations on it. Uh, It looked so beautiful. But the fact is, no matter how much I decorated it, how much I, I added stuff on the outside, the reality is that tree, when I cut it on the stump, it was dead on the inside. Why? Because it was separated from the life source, from what gives it life. No matter what I did on the outside, that is what happened because it's separated from the life source. So why was what the angel was talking about good news for you and I? I think it can be explained in a Christmas tree. Because mankind was like that cut-down Christmas tree. Mankind was separated from what gave us true life on the inside, and that was God. See, the original sin separated us from God, so then we couldn't have full life on the inside. We might look live on the outside, like that tree does in my living room right now, but on the inside, it's dead because it's separated from life. And no matter what, so the reality is, we're, we can be dead on the inside because we're separated from the source of life, which is God. Nothing we can do outside, being a good person, doing the right thing, helping an old lady walk across the street can ever actually change what's on the outside. That's more like just putting little, little instruments on the outside, little decorations on the ins- outside. But the good news, what brings us joy that that angel was talking about, that baby that was coming, that the angel said, hey, it's going to be good news. It's going to be good for you. It was because Jesus was the baby, and that was actually God in flesh. God became flesh and came to save mankind, to reconnect mankind who was separated from God, so that you and I today can then have his life in us, so that no longer do you and I look like a Christmas tree where we're alive on the outside, but inside we're dead, where inside, you know, maybe it's depression, maybe it's just doing life and it's hard. Maybe it's just not having a hope and a future. But Jesus came so that you can be reconnected with what gives you true life and the source. And that's with God. To restore peace, restore provision, wholeness, healing. Jesus did this by dying on the cross. So why did the angel say, hey, this is good news for all people, for you and I in 2019, almost into 2020? It's because Jesus made a way so that we can be reconnected to God, reconnected to who gives us life, so that all of mankind could be joined again with God.
It's good news for you today because no matter what you've gone through, no matter what your past is, no matter what your history is, know that it's good news today because Jesus came so that you could have a relationship with him because he loves you so much. When you're connected with God, when you do life with him, when you have a personal relationship with him, you receive his life so that you're no longer like a Christmas tree. Sitting there, you might look pretty, putting that on a pretty face for everyone else, but dead in the inside. Jesus has come so that you can be connected with him. The angels declared good news and joy for you and I because Jesus came to the earth to restore your relationship, my relationship with God so that we could be reconnected with the source of all of our lives, and that's God through Jesus, so that you can have an abundant life, so that you be reconnected with God. Would you stand with me? You know, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That son came in a manger. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I think some people think God's angry at them. No, God loves you so much. It says this, God did not send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I want to tell you today, God loves you so much. He loves you so much. No matter what you've gone through, that he took your place and my place on the cross so that you could be reconnected with him, so that you could have life and life to the full. Today, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, if you say, hey, I've never uh, done life with Jesus, but today I want to, or today maybe I've, I've done life with God or I've been connected, but just life happened and I'm disconnected. And you say, hey, today I want to get reconnected with God. I want to give you an opportunity. Would you just close your eyes for those around you, just for a moment of privacy for those around you? If you're here today and you say, hey, Josiah, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to be reconnected with God. Or you say, hey, I've I, I want to just reconnect where I was once, but now today I want to reconnect. If you're here today, would you just raise your hand? We're going to pray with you all together. Would you just raise your hand? If you're here and you say, hey, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Okay, I see that one. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. See that one. Awesome. Awesome. Want to give anybody else an opportunity? This is the best decision in your life because God loves you. It's not a religion, but a relationship with him because he loves you so much. One last opportunity. Awesome. We're going to all just pray this together. You just repeat this after me. Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth, taking my place so that I could be reconnected with God. Today, I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for taking away sin that I could do life with you. In Jesus' name, amen.